0: Welcome to Bridging Chicago, a podcast that aims to connect our listeners to Chicago's business, community, cultural and charity leaders brought to you by SATC Solution Center L3C.
1: Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of Bridging Chicago. I'm Savannah, one of the law clerks here at SATC. And sitting with me today, Priya Shah has joined us. Thank you so much for joining us Thanks today. Thanks for having me. Um, Priya is the founder and executive director of The Simple Good, and has also been listed on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list. But we're gonna, um, you know, start a little bit sooner than that as we do. So, sort of the first question i ever ask asking anybody is, I sort of I've done some background research. And I saw that you went to the University of Illinois. Mm -hmm. So are you like a Chicago area native? Yeah, I grew up right outside the city
2: in Oak Park. Okay, Um, great. So I've always been in the area. grew up being in and out of the city. Yeah. um, Just because that's what Oak Parkers
1: do. Yeah, Oak Park is a good location (laughs) to be able to like... You're not necessarily, like, in the city all the time, but really easy access to the city. Yeah, exactly. That green line was, like, our best friend. It was awesome. (laughs) Um, And so I saw that while you were there, you got a bachelor's in accounting and finance. Mm -hmm. And that's not, (laughs) like, necessarily directly related to the, like, artist collaboration work that you do now. So why accounting and finance? Were you always thinking? I know a lot of people who are sort of in nonprofits get business degrees. Um, mm-hmm. like thinking about that ahead of time? Was yeah. that what you are doing? Or, yeah, yeah, pretty much.
2: I did a lot of volunteer work internationally. So I um, worked in slums in India and South Africa. I worked at Mother Teresa's Orphanage. I worked wow. in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was in communities where there was a lot of poverty. Um, and the work I was doing was around empowerment and you know, working with the young um, people that lived in those environments. And a lot of the programming was very successful, but I always saw that it would kind of stop eventually because Mm -hmm. there wasn't enough funding or there was some issues around like – how the organization was managed, and there right. was such a huge gap between the business and social sector, and I didn't think it made any sense. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you travel around the world and you go to these areas, you realize how much of a privilege it is to be able to go to university and to be expected to go to university. Right. And so I grew up as actually an artist, mm-hmm. and I decided to go to business school because I wanted to bring those worlds together. I didn't know how I was going to do it when I decided to yeah. take on my major, but that's always, that was always something in the back of my mind. Yeah, that's
1: why I saw that um, you also did some study abroad in Mm -hmm. Istanbul and in um, South Africa, which are not like typical study abroad locations. And so I was sort of thinking that you seem to have, like, a long-term goal of wanting to empower these communities that have been through a lot of struggle.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I always really pick places that would give me some sort of culture shock. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, like, that's really how you understand the world is by challenging yourself about, like, how do I really connect to things that seem different? And when you do that, you realize how actually similar all these places that I went to were. They were very similar in terms of, like, how people lived and how they mixed with each other and their cultural vibrancy. Mm -hmm. Um, It just took in
1: a different, like, form, and I thought it was also beautiful. Yeah, I think that's great. So while you were at the University of Illinois at the business school, Mm -hmm. were most of the other students you were with just, like, white men? (laughs) It wasn't that diverse. no. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it like for you, like, out here being like, I'm trying to get this accounting degree so Mm -hmm. that I can help, (laughs) you know, I've got this long-term goal of helping these diverse communities. How was it to deal with, like, these other students that I'm assuming didn't have that outlook?
2: Yeah, it was interesting because, you know, I grew up in a park that was a very diverse community, Mm -hmm. so I was always just regularly interacting with people that were different than me, not really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And when you get to college, you realize like p- communities are just not like that. And right. so people operate within what they're used to. And in the business school, it was the same type of sort mm-hmm. of dynamic. Like people really didn't integrate with each other. And yeah. it wasn't like always oh, a conscious thing either, but to me I, it stood out. And I always thought that was a, oh, a problem because when we do work, right, in the real world, you work with so many different right. types of people. So if we're not doing that in college, how, do we, how does this right. really work? So I actually started um, this big conference in my university called uh, the Business Diversity Conference. And okay. it was really focused on understanding diversity and inclusion in the mm-hmm. workplace and the benefits of it. And that brought a lot of students at the college to come together and understand different ideas of diversity and, you know, how that they could actually interact with each other. And all the companies I brought in, I challenged them to say, like, you, you're you not here to talk to these kids. You have to interact with them. Like, yeah. create something interactive that can teach them about this. And it was really cool because it grew so big, now it, like, lives
1: without me. Like, it's still there. Oh, that's there. great. So they're still doing that Yeah,
2: because I feel like, you know, this topic of understanding diversity and cultures are something that you need to learn when you're in school, not, you know, afterwards. I feel like you were
1: sort of ahead of the curve on that. Like (laughs) I know so many uh, programs, like at law school, we have so many now, they're like have to have our div. diversity like uh seminars and stuff oh really yeah but because the law field is yeah right now more women are getting law degrees but still way more men are like partners and things like that and so they're and now they're like oh finally we see there's a problem i'm like okay well it's 2019 yeah (laughs) so you're definitely ahead of the curve on that thank you um so then after you graduated it looks like you had a couple of jobs like in the accounting field Mm -hmm. um and so, tell me what that was like as well. Just
2: yeah, you know. I mean, you know, when you go to business school, as with anything, they kind of get you on this path. Um, and I ended up working at Ernst and Young for mm-hmm. some years. Um, but you know, i I'm, and then I ended up moving to Groupon because I mm-hmm. needed something yeah. more creative. Um, it was a big hot startup at that time, so it was a cool opportunity. But I actually started the Simple
1: Good while I was at Ernst and Young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, you started the blog right around um, 2011 mm-hmm. when you were at Ernst & Young, and then you transitioned to Groupon. Yeah. That's like shortly after that. And um, so, what was your original thought into? Starting the simple good. I yeah. know it started as a blog.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I went into kind of the corporate path to really understand mm-hmm. business and right. gain those skill sets of understanding, like how do you, you know, successfully set things up mm-hmm. and be professional. I think I gained a lot of things from that, um, but it wasn't what my original goal. Right. was. I realized, yeah. and I, I didn't, I realized that I couldn't get to this larger impact that I really wanted mm-hmm. through the firm, um, and. I ended up starting this blog kind of as a need of an outlet to like get these realizations out of me. This cr- I needed that creativity mm-hmm, yeah. back out there, um, and it was really just kind of a kind of a understanding of this of all the travels that I've had and interacting with so many different types of people that were, you know from you know, slums to diplomats to world leaders and understanding this universality of humanity and how I was able to connect with all these people and it was all really connected under this fundamental element of goodness in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. We all worried about the same things, we all cried about the same things, yeah. but good was the same to all of us and that's how we really connect
1: as human beings. And um, I felt like we never talk about that, right? right. We only yeah. talk about the bad things. Right, yeah, it's so easy to be online and just be like, look at like this list of terrible things that's right. constantly refreshing with new terrible things.
2: Yeah, exactly, and find ways to separate each mm-hmm. other from each yeah. other, but that's really not like inherently what humans are meant to do. If you look at the history of the world, we're meant to like move and collaborate and bring together ideas. Like yep. That's what a function is. And by dividing each other, we actually um, stunt our development, right? Right? and how what mm-hmm. we're able to create in this world. But we don't talk about that. And I felt like I needed to just get that out there. So I created this blog called The Simple Good. Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of over with discussion with friends. And we put together 54 photos of our travels and different simple good moments that we witnessed when mm-hmm. we were around the world. And you realize like all those moments... Even though they're unique to the place, they're all the same, right? Yeah. It's like a sunrise, like somebody doing an act of kindness, like a meaningful interaction. Like mm-hmm. those are things
1: that happen everywhere you go. Yeah, in the things world. that people can like immediately relate to. Yeah,
2: and it immediately
1: triggers some positive. Yeah, it makes you like you. remember other good things that have happened to you, or yeah. just like feel better seeing that even if you're having a bad mm-hmm. day like somebody else is doing something good
2: right exactly yeah it'll it uplifts all of right. us right no matter where we're from or what language we speak or what we pray mm-hmm. to and um so I just kind of put that together and then I invited people to submit your own just kind of needing that creative outlet again yeah and then we got all these submissions almost like over a week it went viral wow and so everybody was like you know submitting their photos sharing their stories and um, people are even writing to us saying you know thank you for doing this this is really what we need to connect on and there was a a newspaper in Italy that wrote about us like you can share your like small moments of good you should submit so we started getting all these photos from there yeah and it was just a beautiful thing to see that people are willing to be vulnerable for a sm- about their small instance in life in order mm-hmm. to connect to other people. And it just shows you how we are really interested in each other. Because yeah. people would spend hours on the blog just looking at all these photos and reading stories, yeah. and it would just almost be kind of like a medicine
1: to them. Yeah, you know? I think it really like shows how much like this was needed mm-hmm. by how quickly it like went viral and how yeah. people were just like yeah. um, immediately attracted to mm-hmm.
2: it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: so, but you were still at Groupon for, like, three more years while you are doing this, so what was it like for you to balance, like, this new um, artistic endeavor that is basically exploding, and I'm sure that's not what you, like, thought would happen immediately while you still have, you know, this, like, business job. Yeah, I mean, it it ended up being
2: even bigger because I took the blog and, you know, brought it to students on the South Side, and we created a art program around it which is now yeah. what we do and so I was balancing the blog this art program and work <laughs> for a little <laughs> bit but I don't know I, it it didn't seem like work to me
1: because I wasn't yeah, so passionate about it Yeah when it's something about, that you mm-hmm. like, like doing it's like a lot easier to make time for yeah. it. Yeah
2: so. and it was something that I knew was needed you mm-hmm. know like the reason why I wanted kids to be involved in it was because in Chicago just because you're born in a certain community you're stigmatized as being mm-hmm. negative and I wanted those students to have voices in a platform to speak about what's positive and understand that they have a simple good. Like, they mm-hmm. also experience these things. And so we can't just disregard them, you know. And so, yeah. and it was really powerful to see, you know, them even speaking about their simple good because you realize that it was allowing them to go through this process of cope and healing mm-hmm. for a lot of negative things that have, have happened to them, um, you know, in their lives, which was really crazy because, you know, when I was traveling – you know I was at the orphanage and kids had gone through so much within their short period of time in this world and they were still able to be resilient. And mm-hmm. the reason why was because they had this ability to appreciate the little things and see beauty in other people and within themselves and hold on to that as their strength. And when you're not taught that as a value, right, it's very hard for you to overcome, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I was able to kind of bring that same sort of value of appreciating the little things through the blog to their kids here in Chicago, the same thing happened to them. Yeah, right? I was
1: reading sort of like... Um, I don't know if they're, like, necessarily, like, testimonials, but mm-hmm. about um, the art projects that you guys do from yeah. the website. And so was that something that the arts programs, was that something you started, like, almost immediately after the blog? Or
2: Yeah, it took, I was um, a couple years after the blog. Okay. So in 2014 was when we did our first art program. Okay. And um, it was a six-week program at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, We collaborated with a teacher at a school um, in Auburn-Gresham. And um, it was just so powerful to see, like, how the students' behavior had changed within a short period of time just because you're surrounding them with different notions of positivity and examples of resilience around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were able to also observe that within themselves and in their community and bring that back into the classroom, right? So, like, they'll observe something outside of like an act of kindness out like going home and they'll talk about that in the right, classroom. yeah, yeah. And it changes the way you perceive the world and mm-hmm. then it changes the way you make decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Because you realize like, oh, there is hope, you know, there is goodness out there. Yeah. I need to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there... Um, you know, the program grew, we were able to formalize it, and it was very organic. Like, teachers were telling each other about the program, like, oh, you have to bring this program to your kids. And it was at one point when I was at Groupon, and this is when I knew that I had to make a decision about (laughs) what is next in my life. Um, We had 200 kids doing a Simple Good uh, program. while I was doing this part-time <laughs> I was like yeah.
1: oh my god what
2: am I doing yeah, so yeah. then you're
1: sort of like this can't be like a part-time
2: job anymore yeah. I need to I need to figure it yeah. out yeah and it just kind of happened where it was just kind of a sudden decision really you know really? a lot of people <laughs> ask me like how do you prepare for it or how do you make the jump and it's like very hard yeah. you know because it's like you are getting rid of something that you're very much used to mm-hmm. but you also need to make time for something that could be a risk yeah um and yeah, I, I just—it was just a very sudden thing where I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah, I feel like sometimes, like, eventually, you're just like, I just have to take yeah. the jump. Like, exactly. I just do it, Yeah, so, it's yeah. just
2: something in your head that's just like, you know what? It has to be now because if it isn't, then when am I going to do it? Yeah. And yeah, so that's kind of how it happened. Nothing like mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Or there's anything. no like sudden
1: realization like yeah. I have to get out or. Yeah. yeah. But um, and I saw that Groupon is still like sort of a partner and they're engaged in like helping, or like um, partnership or, can't think of words right now. <laughs> I like.
2: I, yeah, I, well, I've done some initiatives with them when I was working there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was cool to be able to bring in book yeah. Good into some of the initiatives that they were trying to do to engage the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, And through that, you know, we were able to also show the community like kind of more of our, what we're able to do. And so I still work with the community around. Yeah,
1: a, I saw that you had a lot of Chicago-based um, sort of sponsors. Different companies throughout Chicago uh, like to be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that the Chop Shop was listed. On your yeah. thing, which is like one of my favorite music venues oh, to go they're to. Oh, awesome. you should come to our fundraiser. Yeah.
2: We always do our fundraiser there um, in September. So this year will be September 12th. But my first Simple Good event, like big fundraiser, was at Chop Shop. And they've been so supportive since the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and they're, the owners are pretty good friends of mine. And then it's like so wonderful that they have seen it the organization grow yeah. because they were so supportive of it from the very beginning, and it was simply because they really believed in the mission. Yeah, that's great. Um, it made
1: me feel good to see, like, different Chicago organizations that I already liked, and they were like, oh. I was yeah. like, oh, good to see that they're, they're sort of involved in this, too. So that's good. Um, and then I saw that you're also... Um, a documentary is being <laughs> <laughs> made right now yeah. about you bringing uh, The Simple Good to... Is it Rwanda mm-hmm. and... Uganda and Uganda yeah and so and you're a producer on that yeah. and so what is that like <laughs> your business school does not prepare you to like be a producer on a documentary that also sort of is featuring yourself yeah. as well
2: yeah it's been a little challenging um but, you know, I think I always do encourage business because it allows you to understand how to organize things mm-hmm. and understand, like, why revenue is so important, you know, in order to make things so sustainable. So I've been able for us to even create our budget for the film and, yeah. like, make sure we're tracking things and our expenses and making sure we have opportunities to apply for the grants and stuff like yeah. that, which are so needed for film. Film is such a long process. Mm-hmm. Um and I understand why people go through this long, excruciating process because it really is rewarding to be able to storytell in such a powerful mm-hmm. way that like really does impact people when they yeah. watch it. Like think about a film that you mm-hmm. watch and it stays with you like forever, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why people really invest all this time. Yeah. So it's been interesting to explore this new world. Yeah. but um, I guess it
1: is sort of just like a continuation of like instead of just like one picture of the simple good, now you have like <laughs> you know thousands of pictures together to make a documentary. That's about a good it. point. Yeah. Um, for sure so that it, other end of the spectrum for your blog
2: <laughs> yeah no it's been really cool and we've been able to partner with our like organizations that have always been working with us mm-hmm. at Heart of a Thousand Hills and our new program partner in Uganda which mm-hmm. is y'all Red and they work with they are formerly abducted child soldiers that are reintegrating new abducted uh, new uh, participants are coming in and need healing and trauma through the arts. So it's been so cool to be able to make these partners in the region in order to really help m- to grow the message of the simple good. And they both really believe in like the mission. So I think yeah. that's been such a beautiful thing about all of this is that it's not just a thing for Chicago. You know, everybody yeah. has really ma- took it, taken it and mm-hmm. made it their own. Yeah,
1: it's great that... Especially because, like, with everything online and it's just, like, just sharing a picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do this from anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, everybody wants
2: to hear your story you Mm -hmm. know people really uh, want to hear about their simple good
1: when is there ever a day they're
2: like nah I don't want to hear about your dick. yeah Yeah. or it's like no I don't
1: want to hear anything good yeah Yeah, especially it's like (laughs) I feel like every news feed I see it's just full of people being angry and like yeah I'm gonna have to like definitely follow you on everything so I can get like slightly more uplifting And people say that to us
2: they'll message us and they're like you know you literally are my daily source of inspiration because it's like a reminder of positivity mm-hmm. that's coming in. And a lot of those um, inspiration sources are our kids because we're sharing their stories and their mm-hmm. um, artwork and their simple goods. And it's just a po- that's their simple power, too. You know, yeah. I want to like elevate their voices and say, like, you know, don't write off these kids just because, you know, they may be from a different neighborhood or come from a different story. Like mm-hmm. everybody has their own individual power that can impact other
1: people. Yeah. So before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about other programming that mm-hmm. you've been able to do. So just tell us about um, some other things you've been doing.
2: Yeah, um, so we are working with the Annex um, to launch this campaign, the Uplift Women. So mm-hmm. it's like a women's empowerment street photography campaign called Uplift Us Chicago. And so this was an idea that I had like for years now um, since like the Me Too movement came yeah. out. And now it's finally taking off, which I'm really excited about. But I really felt like, you know, during that movement when this whole movement of women really stepping up, Mm -hmm. um, there hasn't been a place for men to ask questions and for us to really have like a productive dialogue and to just keep like for us to just like, you know, be understanding of each other. You know, unfortunately, this oppressive way of how women have been treated has been going on for thousands of years. Yeah. I think the only way we can truly have understanding and show solidarity for each other is by understanding what are we really going through and Mm -hmm. what might be some of the biases that I don't see that you might be hurting from and just having a safe space to talk about that and then allowing men to really understand like this is how you can support us yeah and so what the campaign does is have um we've reached out to different community organizations and we're going to open it up to the public to nominate a woman that brings the simple good of chicago um to their community And this isn't, like, an influencer or a CEO, like, I don't want to see myself nominated. (laughs) I want, like, the everyday woman Mm -hmm. um, that's represented here, you know, because we all have, like, an everyday power that we really do bring to communities, and that should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be the woman on the corner selling the lotes, or it could be, you know, the woman in, you know, our lobby that's just always greeting us in a warm way. Mm -hmm. Like, that's an important thing. And nominating those women and, you know, acknowledging them, and we're going to take um Portraits of them, and mm-hmm. then they will be uh, wheat pasted onto walls across the city, all by men, male allies that have gone through this workshop, um, that talk about like what does it really mean to empower women and support women. And then at the end, we'll do like a reception to celebrate both sides. You know, right. yeah, so.
1: no, I'm really excited to see the city covered in like portraits of women. <laughs> I'm always ready to just like shout about uh, feminist causes. Yeah, <laughs> that so people sure. are doing in Chicago. So I was really excited to hear that you're doing that. Yeah. I appreciate um, it. yeah, um and so then I also saw uh, you guys have a really exciting fundraiser coming up in June, yes. um, the hunt for a good urban Mm -hmm. art fundraiser. Mm -hmm. So um, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah,
2: so this is our fourth year doing it. It's so much fun. Um, It's basically like a street art scavenger hunt. So Chicago has so many amazing murals, um, different art finds by a lot of international artists Mm -hmm. that are pretty famous that we don't really even know about. Um, And so this is kind of a hunt for the simple good. So it's a three hour scavenger hunt. You get clues to go to all these different communities in the city. Um, Um, including downtown and find like these little gems Mm -hmm. and it's all through Instagram so you find them, you post it on Instagram, we'll score it and the teams with the most points by the end of the three hours um, get Deem Hunt for Good champions uh, 2019. Great. And um, we do like a celebration and an after party. So it's grown so much. Last year we had about 150 people participate. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And this year, hoping for more, um, the registration deadline ends May 20th. So okay. we're hoping that we can get final registrations in. Um, but I all support our youth art programs here um, in Chicago as well as internationally.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, I think I'm gonna sign up for that because Please I yes. um like whenever I'm on the train I love looking out and seeing all the street art yeah. and so like the opportunity to like actually go explore some more of it mm-hmm. um is really exciting to me so I yeah think and sometimes you could even um, meet the
2: artists because we will ask them to come by and so you get to actually see who they who's creating all this stuff so oh, and they're so friends fun. of the organization yeah. so they're always down to support we have some amazing artists that yeah help us
1: out So um, another thing we always ask because we're looking, you know, Chicago business leaders um, hoping to inspire other younger people to get involved, join industry and stuff. So what advice would you give someone who's sort of, you know, starting out maybe wants to start a nonprofit or something like that? What advice would you give them? Um, I would always
2: say that, you know, like I think a lot of people want to start nonprofits. And I always say, like, test out your idea first like Mm -hmm. do a pilot. Um, see what's already out there too and work with um, the resources that are available. So when Mm -hmm. I first you know, started getting into kind of the nonprofits. you know, I was doing a lot of volunteer work just mm-hmm. to seeing what yeah. people were doing, what might be missing, or maybe mm-hmm. what wasn't missing. You know, sometimes yeah. we think that we know it all, but you don't until right. you actually go <laughs> in and
1: see it. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I always say get involved with the community. And then uh, I think business is very important in order for you to, like, navigate the lay of the land mm-hmm. for this. You know, we're, we try to be as self-sustainable as possible, but you have to also understand, like, you
1: know, what are the resources available to support yeah, you? What so. other resources. Yeah, when you were talking about like balance sheets and mm-hmm. like um, grant funding and stuff. Yeah. I think it's just important to have sort of basic knowledge and not just like a good idea. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. Exactly. Jump in on that and mm-hmm. then, you know, figure it out it's a it's a different world, you know, when you
2: especially I came from corporate, right? So mm-hmm. like you don't have grant applications right. over there. <laughs> That's a yeah, different. Groupon's not
1: looking yeah. for any grant funding. <laughs> no,
2: they have different ways of going about it. And it's a different language, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I always say dabble in everything before we jump into it, because sometimes, you know, the things that you think aren't
1: there are already really there. Yeah, so. or like things you don't. Like, you might think you have a great idea, but then realize that that's not even, like, possible. Like, yeah. that idea would not work. Yeah.
2: But. Or maybe even the community doesn't need it. But. You know what I mean? That's, like, another thing is really invest in the community that you're trying to mm-hmm. impact. So if you don't actually go into the community right. and see what they have, how can you say that this is a need, you know? So Yeah,
1: I love seeing that you have always, like, done a lot of work in the communities that mm-hmm. you're um, working with as well because, you do see a lot of people that are like, I have this great idea. And then they try to, they're like, I'm going to go in and like fix this community. And you're like, that's actually not what you should be doing. You want to work with them and see what they need rather Mm -hmm. than tell them what they need.
2: Right, exactly. Actually, we worked with, um, Northwestern Law School um, a few years ago, and they wanted to do one of our showcases. Mm -hmm. And I talked to one of the directors. I'm like, actually, law students should really understand art. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what? Why? I'm like, because that's really how you hear voices of the community and, like, what is their stories that they're telling Mm -hmm. you in order to understand them better. You know, sometimes you can't always be in the, you know, the grits of everything but if you understand like the voices and the stories that they're telling you and sometimes it's conveyed through art you can really understand what the need is you know Mm -hmm. in terms of defending them and
1: understanding their um their backgrounds yeah yeah that's great so um unless there's anything in our conversation that you think i've missed Mm -hmm. that you wanted to bring up i think that about wraps it up yeah um thank you so much for joining us i really loved hearing more about the simple good oh thanks for having me i appreciate you guys those are awesome (laughs)
0: for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago as produced by the SATC Solution Center. As always, feel free to reach out to us on social media with your comments and suggestions. You can email us at solutioncenter at Find us on Twitter and Instagram where our handle is at Bridging Chicago. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to this podcast nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial investment legal and or professional advice no professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guests you are urged to speak with your financial investment or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of the SATC Solutions Center, Shank Anis, Tepper Campbell, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the host and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including, but not limited to, for use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceeding.